hey beautiful people and welcome to world domination i'm your host monica ferguson and you are in the perfect place to level up here i cover all things personal development mindset healing spirituality and manifesting your most abundant and impactful life all done with a massive dose of real talk and an open book policy because who is time for superficial chit chat thank you for being here Thank you for choosing you, and thank you for showing up when it would be way easier to watch Netflix. Let's get into it. Oh, and don't forget to connect with me over on Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Hey, hey, beautiful people, Monica Ferguson here, and welcome to this week's episode of World Domination. And this one is actually a theme that I have not covered ever in over 100 episodes before. So um, I think it's time. It's high time. And what we're going to be speaking about today is something that impacts us all. And we need to have a really good grasp and understanding of what's going on within ourselves, right? When we are encountering love situations. Because I don't know about you guys, but I certainly know for myself that it is so easy to have all my stuff together to be feeling in control, empowered, confident, good, until we then get into the arena, right? Until we put ourselves in a situation where we are vulnerable, we are exposed, we are opening ourselves up. And this is something that it took me a really, really long time to learn how to do. And I think that a lot of people struggle with this. So This is going to be looking at love, how to navigate relationships, how to navigate our self-worth and our confidence and their empowerment and all that stuff, while also understanding what's going on from a mindset perspective, right? Because these, these situations have been my greatest teachers, right? So just to recap, I know we speak about the subconscious mind all the time. But in case this is your first time here, I just want you to understand that our subconscious mind is always working for us, right? And sometimes it does things in its own way with its best interests, with our best interests at heart. Um, And sometimes it doesn't really make sense to us because it's trying to get us something in a way that we wouldn't want to get, right? Now, what I mean by this is the subconscious mind has one main function, right? Safety. Its job is to keep you safe, to keep you alive. And how it does that is by keeping you in situations that you have been in before, because it knows how to protect you, right? It knows how to manage situations and circumstances that you've already been in. And then, you know, you're never at risk from a point of view, from your mind, you're never at risk if you never open yourself up, if you're never stepping outside of the realm that you've already been in, right? And our subconscious mind is really formed between zero and seven. And of course, we can change it and we can change our beliefs and we are not at all limited by our past. But for so many of us, it is our programming that is simply carrying out. So what that looks like is, let's say you were raised in a broken home you learn, or in a violent situation, or one of your parents left you, right? It's very easy to take on beliefs at that point, abandonment, rejection, fear of not being good enough, not feeling safe, all these sorts of things. And so what happens is that we then 
have that belief, right? And because we create that belief, we then start to get examples, experiences of it, which then further validates our belief. So we go, see, all men are trash, or, you know, like, it's not safe, you can't let anyone in, everyone hurts me, everyone rejects me, everyone leaves me. And these were stories that I carried for years. And it was only when I started learning about the subconscious mind that I was actually able to see the patterns that I had created in my life via my subconscious mind without even realizing. Okay, so the first thing that I want everyone here to understand is that you're absolutely at power. You always have a choice, right? You do not need to continue on a cycle just because it's always been a certain way does not mean it needs to continue that way. You get to choose. And so your power is in deciding what do you want? What do you actually want? If we're talking about love, if we're talking about romantic love, what kind of relationship do you want? What is your partner like? How do you feel? Do you want marriage? Do you want children? Do you want you know, the big house in the country. Literally, get this clear and specific on what you actually want. Because remember, your mind will go where you direct it to. And your focus is a literal instruction and a direction for your mind on where it's going to go. And think about that. Sounds good when I say it like that, right? But how often are we actually focused on what we want? More often than not, we're focusing on the absence of what we want. Or we're looking at circumstances in front of us and we're reacting to them and we're trying to control them because we feel vulnerable or we feel unsafe or we feel scared or we've given too much of our power away to another person. All right, so for us to really come back and we want to go within, it is the same for love as it is for any other area of our life. As within, so without, right? So everything that we are seeing in our external world is simply a projection of what we believe and our dominantly held stories within ourselves. So if we don't like what we're getting, or if we're finding that we're getting the same cycle over and over again, that is simply feedback for us that there is something going on within us, right? Now here's, here's some real talk for you guys, all right? I repeated a cycle for years, and I mean years. <laughs> I don't even know how many boxes of Kleenex I went through over the years, but here was the cycle, right? I could easily get a guy. Like I could easily attract a guy and would have really good banter and it would be funny and it would be amazing. And initially it would be so good, right? Like staying up all night texting and, and them kind of wooing me and like doing really sweet things. And then at some point, very early on, there would be this sudden shift and it would end. And it was different for all of them, but one thing that was in common was that there was never a fight or an argument or anything like that. They just kind of ghosted or something happened, um, some family emergency came up or something inevitably happened for every single one of them that they would be gone. And so over the years, I was like, oh, okay, there is some stuff going on within me. And I, I was pulling back the layers, right? So I was like, okay, fear of abandonment, yep, fear of rejection, yep, and so I was really focused on healing those beliefs and then instilling much more self-worth into myself, getting really intentional and deliberate on what it was that I was creating, focusing on that on a daily basis, yeah, yeah, cool, um, and then um, it was understanding even deeper 
like deeper, 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 what was actually going on, right? And so the deeper I went, the more that I discovered. And because I was really paying attention to what was being reflected back to me, like in a pattern, right? So I'm not just talking like a one-off, um, but when, when you're noticing it's the same thing happening over and over again, I mean, you've got you've to be self-aware, you know? And it's not about blame or shame or judgment. It's actually about compassion, because we all deserve to be loved. We all deserve to let, you know, to be able to let people in. And, and if there are things going on in our subconscious, most likely that wasn't even our fault. Most likely our subconscious mind has simply taken on some sort of belief that is trying to help to keep us safe, right? To protect us. So we might've experienced some pain in the past and then decided, oh man, I'm never going through that again. And so our mind was like, right, how do I prevent that? Well, maybe it's by making sure that she never dates again. And so how that plays out can be quite confusing, right? Because if there's a part of us that really wants something, but then there's a part of us that's afraid or that doesn't feel safe to have it, guess what? The part that doesn't feel safe is always going to win because that is the part that is responsible for our survival. So if you've had experiences where there was pain, and you don't have to have been abused. I mean, all of us have them, right? All of us have had an experience of having our heart broken or, or you know, not feeling like it's safe to trust someone or to let someone in or, or not feeling like we're worthy of love. All these sorts of beliefs. There are so many beliefs that are happening. And so what can happen is that inevitably something will go down. And it might be, for a start, that you attract losers. I said that with love, right? Um, because, you know, it's all subjective, but you might attract people that there is no future with because there's no real risk of you getting hurt, right? Or, or you get into these situations and you panic and you self-sabotage and you push people away or you completely shut down and not let anyone in or, or you pick people that treat you like crap because that's what you think that you deserve, right? All of these things. I mean, there are so many ways that this could, that this could manifest for each of us. But the key to understand is that this is not outside of our control. And I know it can feel like that sometimes because we think, oh, we don't have any control about how other people react. Well, yep. But we have a lot of control about what's coming in and out of our life. And we have a lot of control about how we show up in our own life, right? So for you to be really clear on what you want, what your, like what your standards are, what are you willing to tolerate, what are you not willing to tolerate, and also really digging deep to actually start to appreciate your own worthiness, right? Because when you actually start putting yourself on the pedestal, right? because how often do we do this where we put someone else way up on a pedestal and like, oh, I'm so lucky to have them. And we blow this thing way out of proportion. We totally lose perspective on how amazing we are. And that's where the whole tall poppy thing comes into, right? Where we're not taught how to do this. You're not allowed to talk like this. You're not allowed to value yourself and, and think that you're amazing. Um, but what happens if you don't? Well, then you're going to create experiences that reflect that back to you. If you think you're worthless, you think you're ugly, you think you don't deserve anything good, that's exactly what you're going to get. Because your mind has literally been programmed by you to seek those things out. And again, so much of this is outside of our conscious awareness, right? So subcon our subconscious mind is 95% of our mind. Subconscious. 
So one of the most important things that we can do is just start to pay attention to what's actually showing up in our life and the cycles and the patterns, right? That's the thing. Because when we can see what's repeatedly showing up or where the real fear is, where the triggers are, you know, one that I just learned about myself recently was um, like I'd, I'd unpacked all these layers of, I actually started with the worthiness one, right? Years ago, that was my thing, like learning that I was worthy, learning that I had value, that was cool, good, good, good. And then a real focus on looking after myself, right? So I was becoming a whole, happy, healthy, thriving person on my own and not needing someone external or not putting that onto someone, that they have to come into my life and fill a gap. That's not fair, you know, and how often do we do that, right? And again, our, our whole culture has taught this to us, like your other half, you know, the pressure to get married and to tick the box and follow the rules, you know? Um, it's insane. And if you kind of deviate from the, the social norm, you don't really fit in. And it's insane because everyone has a different path, right? But it's very, very, very important right, that we are self-aware of our own fears and, and limits and beliefs about ourselves, because we are going to project that. We are going to literally create that because if our brain is focused on yeah, lack, not enoughness, fear that people, is, that people are going to leave, we're going to project that out and so we're going to attract people that are going to leave or we're going to attract someone and then we're going to create that experience ourselves because our subconscious mind is literally listening to our direction and it is simply trying to make us right. This is how powerful you are. This is absolutely how powerful you are in your own mind to choose your own focus and your own thoughts, right, that you can actually choose. And you can choose again at any time. And sometimes it does require a bit of a, a mental diet and a bit of a shift, you know, where you've got to, um, yeah, you've got to really dig deep and, and start to challenge some of those old stories and those old beliefs and, and start to, you know, really pull yourself up. Like, why am I choosing to focus on this? Why would I choose to focus on everything that could be going wrong right now versus what's actually going right? Why would we choose to do that? Well. It's easier and it's safer, right? It's safer to assume the worst because vulnerability is hard. It is so hard. I actually think that learning to love and letting people love you is the bravest thing that you will ever do. I don't care. I don't care about, you know, radio shows and, and podcasts and social media and speaking to hundreds of people, all that stuff, right? Yeah, that's scary, but nothing compares to the actual like oh the growth that happens from learn like learning and choosing to open my heart to someone that has been the most intense growth provoking situation ever and I'll tell you why because you know for those of you who who don't know me like my background was pretty traumatic and and so I had survived I had coped by putting on a shell you know by learning to put my armor on, by learning to protect myself, by learning to not let anyone close to me. It's a big control thing, right? So you're trying to manage stuff. And, and that works well in certain areas of your life. But when it comes to like vulnerability and um, being happy, you've got to be able to surrender. You've got to be able to let go. And you've got to be able to, to choose to sit in the discomfort, right? And this is something that 
I really want to talk about because I feel like a lot of people speak about get the guy, get the girl, get married, but no one's really talking about what to do when you get into that situation and you panic and you go into fight or flight and you get so scared and all those doubts and fears come up like maybe I'm not good enough, uh, oh my god what if he leaves me, you know, all those old stories that I mentioned before and most of us have them, right, a fear of, of not being good enough or that they're going to leave me for someone else or, um, or whatever it may be and something that I've been really sitting with and challenging myself on is being and embodying the version of myself that I want to be. So instead of letting fear dictate and letting the past dictate, right? Because just because something happened in the past does not mean that it is going to happen again. And it certainly does not mean that it has to happen again. And I actually want to say that again, because I really feel like someone needs to hear that. Just because it happened in the past does not mean that it will happen again. And the thing is, we are so powerful, right? So if we sit and dwell and choose to focus on the past and how shit it was and how awful it was and how much it hurt and we're so scared that it's going to happen again, it will happen again because we've literally created, we've backed ourselves into a corner, right? We've created a situation where that is is inevitable. But on the flip side of that, If we focus on love, on romance, on being with your best friend, on creating the family that you want, on on how good it would feel, how safe it would feel, all these sorts of things, we're literally programming our mind to seek that out, right? Our subconscious mind is designed to seek out more. That is how powerful we are, right? The subconscious mind is, and I repeat, that 95% of your mind that is subconscious, that is driving your thoughts, your behavior, all these sorts of things. If you choose to focus on what you actually want, you will get evidence of it. If you choose to focus on what you don't want, you will get evidence of it. And we all know the more evidence you have of something, the easier it is to believe, right? So, so that's why <laughs> when you can't see something and you're trying to believe in it and you're trying to activate faith, it can be quite challenging, right? Because your brain is like, dude, you're lying. Like, this is a terrible situation. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, be like, oh no, all is well, when actually my world is crumbling around me, you know? Um, so it's all about perspective. And, and one of the things that I find has been helpful for me in navigating this, um, and the fear, right? The fear of vulnerability, the fear of really being seen and letting someone in and all these sorts of things like my nervous system had a a very intense reaction to that because again my entire my entire life I had learned how to protect myself right so letting people in was not smart because every single time in the past that I did that I got destroyed I completely lost myself and so I noticed these coming up these feelings coming up and I was like, I think it's vulnerability. And as I, as I dug deeper into it, I was like, it's not. It's actually a fear of commitment. And it was like, what the heck? I've wanted a relationship for so long. How can that be? But when I dug deeper into what's going on under the surface, right, the actual issue was that, well, the fear from the past was that whenever I got into a relationship, I would lose myself, completely lose myself. 
and I've worked hard to become this version of me, right? So there's that part of me that's trying to protect me and being like, no, we've worked so hard, we've come so far, don't let someone in. And that's where the fear came from, right? So understanding that though was so powerful for me because I could actually say, okay, cool. This fear is actually a really promising and positive sign because it means that I am in uncharted territory. The fact that I feel fear and discomfort means that I have not been here before. And if this person was like the past people, it would be familiar and comfortable. And I wouldn't have all these, you know, uncomfortable feelings. So now this is discernment, right? Because I'm not saying stay in an uncomfortable situation. But I knew in this situation that it had nothing to do with him. It was all my stuff, right? Because it had been so good and then I'd just be like oh my gosh fear um so in all other areas like I felt really safe and supported and and loved and all those sorts of things right so that is something very important as well to discern within yourself what is actually a bad situation versus what is just your own mind and nervous system adjusting to something different and I know that for lots of us who have had a lot of trauma or a lot of pain and stuff in the past Getting into a healthy situation feels really terrifying because we're not used to it, right? It's not familiar. So again, the subconscious mind is just like, whoa, panic, don't like this at all. We have not been here before. Um, and so it will sort of try and pull you back into comfort, into your comfort zone, right? Into where it feels safe. So for us to really hold ourselves and support ourselves through this is so important the way that we can be gentle and understanding and like I have loved journaling for this because it helps me to make sense of stuff because when your nervous system is firing and you're like in fight or flight and you just want to bolt out of there and the feelings feel so real right and you actually feel better with the idea of running sometimes because it's not actually the situation you're trying to get away from it's the pain or it's the fear right so something like journaling and of course all of these other modalities that I use in my coaching business, I've used on myself, hypnotherapy, NLP, these sorts of things. Things that target the subconscious mind because I want to get to the core, right? If something comes up, like a fear of commitment or a vulnerability thing or rejection or whatever it is, if something like that comes up, man, I'm not going to just let it sit there and replay. I'm going to rip it out by the roots, you know, I'm going to get to the actual core of that issue, heal it so that I can then level up and experience like an even better version of myself ultimately, right? And oh, this stuff is not easy. This stuff is not easy. And like I say, I feel like it's so easy for people to to present the highlights real, right? You see the, the photos online, you see the weddings and the dates and stuff. But the hard stuff like this behind the scenes, the navigating our own fears, our own insecurities, our own issues and not feeling safe or whatever it may be, um, that's the work. And, and learning how to express this in a way that's, that's not judgmental and it doesn't condemn the other person because it's actually nothing to do with them, right? They are a perfect mirror for you of what is going on within you. And so your power is in your courage to sit with yourself and be like, whoa, I feel so afraid. Why? Where is this fear coming from? What is this fear here to teach me? Or what is it trying to protect me from? 
Because when you ask it, it'll always tell you the answer, right? And trust those initial thoughts that come to your head that is your subconscious mind. That's what that is, right? And on that though, right? So I was literally just having a conversation with a one-on-one client minutes ago about this. So there's all this inner work, right? There's all the mindset work. Yep, yep, yep. Self-worth work, beautiful, important, obviously very, very important. As within, so without. So we want to make sure that our inner world is harmonious so that we then project that out, right? We want to make sure that we're as positive as we can be so that we then project that out. When our mind is focused on positivity, on what we want, on our own self-worth and enoughness, guess what, right? The world starts to reflect that back to us. That's important. But I also want to speak to taking action because it's not just about what we think and what we feel but it's also about what we do right and so this is again something that I've been chatting to myself about the last little bit has been around um, motivation to do certain things right so my default has been in the past kind of to guard myself right walls up Um, there was this subconscious sort of assumption that, oh, you're just like everyone else. Like, I need to protect myself because inevitably you're going to leave me and hurt me. Now, obviously, that's not a useful belief. (laughs) Um, And so I changed the beliefs, right? But then the action needed to follow. And I, I caught myself a couple of times sort of defaulting back to who I used to be. So not wanting to say too much or be too much in case, you know, it scared or it scared them off or it was too much or whatever. And then I was like, hang on, how does this new level version of me behave? Because actually, this new version of me embodies love, not fear, right? Which means that she actually steps up and she says things and she's not afraid. Because when I thought about it, I was like, man, that is the most courageous thing that I could do, right? To actually step up and say these things is the most loving and courageous thing I could do. And the old me never would have done that, right? So I started to push myself to speak the truth and to say things that I felt and to have very honest and real conversations. And guess what? It was received very well. Of course it was. (laughs) Because who doesn't want to receive that, right? Who wouldn't love having a partner that actually communicates with you and and shares how they feel and, um, and isn't holding back because they are afraid to be vulnerable, right? Imagine the foundation you could build if you were a team like that. Amazing, right? So this is the key. And I just want to finish up, you guys, just by reminding you all that so often we are not being honest with each other about this stuff. And a lot of people avoid the work. So many people avoid it. And I get it because it's, it's deep and it's hard. But this is also where all the rewards are. Just like any other area of your life, love is no different, right? When you have an amazing, thriving relationship that fires you up, that makes you feel good, you're unstoppable. You're a team, right? But the absence of that, if you're, if you're sitting in a relationship that's really not serving you, that's draining you, that's not making you feel good, that has a huge impact on your life, on your ability to serve, on your ability to create your dreams and your goals. And so it matters, right? It matters so much, but it all comes from within you. It all starts with you. So it's up to you to figure out what is going on within you and, and what you want to do about it, you know, because it actually is simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. You can decide any second that 
I'm done with this old way of being. I'm done letting people treat me like crap. I'm done being a pushover. Um, I choose now to actually, you know, hold myself to a higher standard and only receive what I'm worthy of. That's a decision, right? And then the action follows. So you're, you're, obviously your work at that point is to then hold that standard and embody it. But you can, you absolutely can. And this is how we create massive change in our life. And you can break cycles. And if you have come from, you know, trauma and a lot of stuff, I would, I would, you know, hazard a guess to say that you are the cycle breaker in your family, that you can literally end traumatic cycles. By doing this work on you now, it will not get passed down. That is how powerful you are. That is how amazing this work can be and how many people will benefit from it, right? And the more of us that are embodying what it's like to actually be in a state of love, of self-worth, of valuing ourselves, the more acceptable we make it, the more role models we have in our community teaching younger people what that looks like. That's how we change the world, literally. That is literally how we change the world. So I hope this has helped you guys and inspired you or prompted you or given you some stuff to think about. As usual, I would love to hear from you, love to hear your aha moments, your takeaways, all of that stuff. Um, flip me an email or a message on, on the socials. Um, and thank you guys so much for being here. And thank you for, for choosing to step up for yourselves like this and having these conversations with yourselves and taking it in, right? Because this is, these are conversations for epic, epic people who do epic things. So I'm really grateful to be part of your circle and your tribe. Anyway, you guys, have an awesome day and I will catch up with you very soon. Mwah. Thank you for listening. I would love to hear your key takeaways and aha moments from this episode. And I just want to remind you that you can do amazing things. You're incredible. And if no one else today has told you they believe in you, I do. Only a certain kind of person listens to a podcast like this. The best one. Go get him.